Welcome back to the Kickaboot. Today we're diving headfirst into the wild and exhilarating world of football. I'm your host, Michael J. Collins, and I'm joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Daniel Ramos and Ryan Galati. Yeah. On our third episode, we have a lineup that will leave you cheering louder than a packed stadium. First up, let's raise a toast to West Ham United for their triumphant victory in the Conference League. How did you guys feel about that W? Insert boo sound here. Not a fan? Nope. Wanted well, Fiorentina. Next, Daniel, what did you think? I was pretty happy with it. I thought it was very inspiring, you know. Their first European trophy, what is it, like 54 years or something like that? Mm -hmm. It's pretty damn cool. And also that Bowen 90th minute winner was super cool. You know, nice little through ball from Paqueta. It was pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, it's good to see uh, players who are like uh, grew up in West Ham to actually come out with a trophy, and especially because pretty sure we're all confident this is probably Declan Rice's last game there to captain them to a, a trophy is, is pretty brilliant. You kind of get the same feeling that you got last year with uh, how Roma fans reacted to Mourinho, and uh, David Moyes is being celebrated equally as much, you could say. Which I disagree with. I don't think David Moyes should be celebrated. He didn't have a good season. He the West Ham, if there was any season, like obviously last year was rough for them too, if there was any season that they did not deserve anything to come out of the season, it was this one. So the fact that there is something to celebrate at the end of the season for them, I think is A, a bad sign for the club, and B, just doesn't make sense. There were a lot of uh, fans calling to fire David Moyes, even regardless of, of what happened in this game. I think, you know, you get a major European trophy. It is major now, so, you know, it is the Conference League, but it is it is a major European trophy. So you can't – I don't think you can necessarily necessarily say it was a bad season. It, it wasn't a good season. It's not where they wanted to finish. And West Ham, they will play in Europe, though, next year. So That is the positive to take away, but I don't – like. I don't think it should take anything off of the fact that um, David Moyes was anything less than Good. awful. I don't. I, I, I don't. Awful. Jeez. I don't. I don't think he like he he didn't do anything positive for the club. If you look through the teams that they beat to get to like, the, yeah, they're gonna be playing Europa League, but I mean they finished 14th in the Prem in the Conference League. They really didn't have any tasks that I would say are that big apart from Fiorentina which they won one game I mean congratulations to them I don't think this is a season that West Ham should celebrate I don't think they're ready for Europa League football I don't think Moy should be there at the start of the year I think it just it put a positive on a bad season and a season where they th they should rebuild from I think though you're saying that they're not built for Europe or uh, the Europa next year but I don't think anybody was expecting West Ham to finish where they did finish in the table, and I think they're a better team than that. They will lose Rice next season, which will be a huge that hit. A big loss. And I, I'm in the same boat with you. I don't think Moyes was the way to go, but I think you have to give them another season after that. They did win a trophy, and you're right. This could be a pretty bad thing in the end, but for now, London is uh, they'll be celebrating. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I I don't think they should stick with Moyes. Um, I'm not going to pretend that like I know the ins and outs of every single club, but it's usually pretty easy to, you know, understand it based off how all the fans are talking. And, uh, yeah, like, they're not happy with him. And I've seen so many calling for him to be sacked. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't think they should stick with him. No, but with the with the European football, next season there will be eight English teams from the Premier League competing. What do we think about that, guys? Best, uh, uh, best league in the world. 
Oh, yeah. In terms of that, best league in the world. But, like, the team's competing. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think – like I said, I don't think West Ham is going to prove that great in the Europa League. Um, I think the most interesting one to me is actually going to be Newcastle. Other than that, I mean, like, Brighton's cool, but Brighton has too much going on. Um, just losing McAllister, l- losing Saicedo whenever that happens. I think they're going to have actually a harder time if they can't um, recruit that well. But I think Newcastle will be a very fun one to watch. Whoever they get grouped with, that's that's a hard time, but I don't know. Do you think they'll spend money now that they're in the Champions League? I, I mean, I would imagine so. Um, I mean, the takeover that they had, I can't imagine that Bruno Gomares is going to be your top signing for that many years under like this new super, super, super rich regime. Um and it gives players a reason to want to go there. I mean, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna bring in that big of names when they were finishing bottom of the table. I mean, even with this new ownership, so now they have a real opportunity to play their cards right. Um, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see what happens there. Yeah, I think uh, Brighton could make a run in Europa. Uh, I'm really curious to see how Aston Villa does uh, in conference. Yeah, uh, Newcastle, Arsenal. I, I don't see going far in the Champions League. I think Man City will probably go the furthest uh, out of yeah. those four. I mean, Man United. They. It really depends on their summer. They could have a huge turnaround, and, and they could be one of the best teams in the world. But right now, you can't really put them to even go quarters in that competition. But yeah, it'll be it'll be great. I mean, that's incredible for the Premier League. It, not that we there's a lot of parity in the Premier League, but smaller teams can do well. Like West Ham just won the Conference League. Let's see how far Aston Villa can go. Let's see if Brighton can do something in Europa. I mean, I think Liverpool should be do something in Europa for sure. I think it might be a failure if they don't win Europa, but yeah, they shouldn't be there in the first place. Though. I mean, I would argue the thing with this Conference League too is this year it finishing with um, West Ham and Fiorentina in the final. I think that's something that should be expected in the coming years. I think the like whatever the English team is that comes out of it and like whatever other big league teams. I think the Conference League, they should be shoo-ins to make it far. So you mentioned Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. I think Aston Villa semifinal is a must. Final is at least expected. And they played the football really? that, that would show. I think I think the England, like the Premier League is too big of a league. I don't think like yeah, there should be that fair. many conference teams or f- conference league teams from like these smaller leagues really putting up too much of a fight. Even last year, I mean – in Italy, I'm a Roma fan, and the fact that we were playing Feyenoord in the final, I was like, this is a weird competition. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's it's a weird look. It should benefit the bigger countries. Um, I think Aston Villa, even being Aston Villa, I think, I mean, under Unai Emery, too, I think they should have a very far run. I think Liverpool should have a very far run. Um, I mean, Mike, I even showed you the video the other day of the team they could potentially be playing away in Lithuania yeah, or whatever. Geez. They have a train, train track going through their field. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the team that won uh, Europa League in Lithuania, they have like a full-on train track, and like a train will just go through the stadium sometimes on yeah, occasion. That's kind of really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Liverpool could be playing away days there for whatever reason next year. But um, I think, yeah, I think it's not too much to say that a non-final appearance for Liverpool is kind of a disappointment in that competition. Yeah, uh, especially it, we just signed McAllister, so we'll drive into the transfers a little bit later. But just just uh, knowing that Liverpool, they're willing to spend the money. They know what they did. Well, we'll see if they're willing to spend how so much money. But they did do a signing. 
shouldn't be their last signing, but we'll see. We know what we did wrong last uh, last year, so we'll see what we can do. But uh, yeah, not making the final would be a pretty big disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's. Uh, it, it's too early to say too with this uh, the summer just around the corner. Um, I mean, seemingly to segue into another conversation. Saudi Arabia has taken a lot of players from everywhere, so I don't think their business in the Prem is done quite yet. Um, so there's a lot to happen before we even really have to look into next season too much. Yeah. How do we feel about the Saudi Arabia getting Kareem Benzema, Conte, and now they're looking at Riyad Mahrez? Hate it. Hate it and hate it. And I don't know if you gave a fourth option, but hate it. I think it's a, I think it's a total joke to what the leagues themselves have built in Europe over the past however long. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get too political with things <laughs> on this podcast. It is called the Kickaboo, and we're polite Canadians. But uh, I think I don't know. I like obviously soccer has always been a huge money spending kind of industry. Um, it's like the rich get richer sort of idea. But there's something about the Saudi project that tell like tilts me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, that's very fair. Um, it's like I was saying to you earlier. Like I just feel like. I definitely don't like, you know, that much money being spent on a single player. Um, it's definitely not fair. But the thing is, like, I just feel like football has never actually been a fair sport. Like, when you think about it, it's always been who's the richest team, who can pay the most wages. That's probably the team that's going to win. Um, so it's like I definitely am, like, not happy with it. But I just feel like I'm not surprised at the same time. Like, I, it was always seemed like, it was just going to end up like this. Yeah, it's it's an interesting little like conundrum in the world of football because you do have the stories like Leicester winning the title and you do have even Brighton from this year getting European football. Unfortunately, Leicester couldn't build off their title win, I guess how you would say properly and kind of catapult themselves to um, like even a year after they were kind of thrown into like the names of like the top four Premier League clubs and stuff like that just because they won a title and they did not stand there for more than a few years. Um I think there are ways to not go down that path and have yourself as a really big name, but it is a good point. I just, my problem with it is I think, um, like historically, I think you should kind of leave the Premier League alone because it's been around for so long and it's built itself to this point of being arguably the best league in the world. And now to just kind of have like these super, super rich markets elsewhere that like honestly don't have good quality football um to have them come in and try to just sweep everything away i think is kind of a joke to everything and i don't think it's i don't think it's sustainable i don't think it can work out they're signing like they're 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 punching way above their weight thinking that they can sign kareem benzema and then have him go up against these defenders that quite frankly i cannot name you any of them do you have an issue with premier league teams being owned by um um I think it would be more beneficial. With the league? I think it'd be more beneficial if they weren't owned by them as well. Um, but there's not really too much stopping that. I just think, I think the reason the owners come over to the Premier League is because they know that it's where to be. I think these clubs trying to steal from the Premier League for a league that is, I like, I don't, I, I couldn't list them off the top of my head, but like I probably would maybe, maybe their top fifteen league in the world in Saudi right now like top 12, top 15, I think to just try to sweep away these huge names and put them into football that's really not that good is kind of just disrespectful to the sport in a sense. Because, I mean, I'm 
I know damn well I'm going to miss seeing Kareem Benzema lace up for Real Madrid in the Champions League. Did, did you have an issue when uh, Toronto signed Insigne? Um, issue, no, because I think the MLS What's project... the difference, though? Uh, I think Insigne was coming near the end of his time um, at that level. Um, there was a lot of kind of drama going around with him. Really, no one wanted to touch him that much, and Toronto just offered him the most. I think the MLS's project is different um, because... Well, there's not nearly as much money. There's not nearly as much no. money, and it's... They it's are building from grassroots. Like, they, they want are, American, yeah. Canadian players to come up through their yep. systems. And, I mean, even looking... Like, the fact that they got messy, like, in, to enter Miami just now, it's it's been used as more of, like, a retirement location yeah. for a lot of these players, whereas, like, Benzema still has... Like, he's coming off of, like, a Ballon d'Or year. Yeah. He is. He, he is old, though. Do you guys, you guys don't think... But he has gonna, so much time left. Of course he does, yeah. But, like, I still feel like they've only gotten, like, guys over. I mean, not not I feel like they've literally yeah, only gotten no, guys I, over. I think he could probably start one more year in the Liga before coming off the bench, so, like, go get your yeah. money now. Uh, but I, it kind of draws the same time. parallels to, like, live golf, too, right? Like, just paying all these players to come play on the live tour. Mm -hmm. It's basically the same thing. You're accepting money from, you know, you know. Well, you're not going to get the best Benzema either. No, I don't know what they think. Like, uh, Inter Miami is not going to get the best Messi, no. and Al Idihad is not going to get the best Karim Benzema. That's yeah. where my problem comes in because you, if they develop their league in a sense where, um, they like if <laughs> to compare it, if they did like a Newcastle thing where they signed a few Dan Burns and kind of, um, brought the league up a little bit and then tried to go for the bigger names, I'd be like okay, but you are signing Karim Benzema to play with these players that on the European market would not even sell for like they would sell for, I don't even know if there's that many that would sell for a million euros plus. So I actually think I see where you're feeling like discontent towards it. Um, like they're so with, with teams in like Europe, they're building, they're building good teams to compete, right? Yes. This they're doing purely just for entertainment. It is to honestly draw people over. It's yeah. more and PR than it is for the local. hundred percent. That's why they've actually only invested in like four or five teams because those teams are situated in areas that they want to become entertainment areas. And I believe the end goal is to get the twenty thirty World Cup. Yeah. So I, I can see why because it, it is purely for an entertainment value. Well, I mean, I'll ask both of you right now. Name me a player currently on Al Idihad that's not Benzema or Conte. No. Cannot exactly. do that. Exactly. I can actually my SBCs. Here. I can name you one other, and it's uh, Egyptian center back named Hagazi. And the only reason I know him is he failed at West Brom. <laughs> like he had, he get, he got given a chance. He is like before this, all these signings, he was one of like the most valuable players in the le in the like their league. And like all due respect to him, great footballer, failed in the league that they're trying to steal from, and like that's their biggest name. Yeah, it'll be an interesting test, especially compared to golf, where golf. Uh, you you're if you're on the tour you might not be winning all that much so you'll just take any bag you can get and there's only one league where soccer and you know football it's it's different it is a lot for the money but it's a lot for the glory too like you you want to work your way up to different teams you want to go to the next level the next level the next level you want to win the champions league and so on nothing's really enticing besides the money well i think west ham is the perfect example as to what is the opposite of the saudi league just like the passion you saw in winning that trophy and Declan Rice who grew up or was he is he from their academy? He is, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
I believe so, but I thought him and uh, I thought he was somewhere else as like a like fifteen year old. But I mean, technically, yeah. Like I think he came through their twenty ones and stuff. Right. So like, just like He's all on that. Chelsea from two thousand six yeah. to twenty fourteen. Yeah. Oh, so is that where he became? That must be where he became uh, friends with Mount then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a Chelsea product. Okay, well, I mean, he's he still was still though, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been he's, he's been he's with West them for a for while, three. and this is like his project kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's taken him a long time and West Ham a long time to get to a point where they could win the Conference League, and there's just like you said, like there's a glory in that. Well, question for both of you: Did either of you watch an Al Nasser game or anything this past year because Ronaldo moved there? Yeah, I watched the PSG one. I did. Okay, not but watch I mean, one. like, I mean, like. Like an actual game, yeah, yeah. I watched one. It was terrible. I did yeah, watch the one. the product is bad. Yeah, I genuinely did not like. I mean, I'll say um, like I'm I love Ronaldo, everything he's done. Like I'm not, but like I'm not like a Ronaldo like fan. So like I wasn't really drawn like no, that I, much I over felt to the it, same but way. I, still I wanted to see the product. Like oh, like it, it did seem weird that Cristiano Ronaldo was going to this random league. Uh, it it gave me like reminiscence about when like Oscar went to China. You know, all those players, Like it was like a decade ago that China was just paying a ton of money to those players. Yeah. Uh, kind of felt the same way. But, the, I mean, this product was awful. Yes. It's it's not good. Solid. China's project I actually had more respect for than the, what Saudi's doing right now, only because China, while they overpaid a ton, signed players that were, like, punching above their weight, but not too mm-hmm. much. They were also promoting their, their players, their country's players. Yes. It was about putting uh, China with, well, I mean... I don't necessarily know what their their whole gimmick was. Like that fell pretty far. Like I don't see a lot of players doing that anymore. But no. but they were promoting their own team, and I think it was about getting China on the soccer spotlight there. They actually, they don't have China doesn't have that bad of a league going, and they did it the right way because, like I said, they like for example, like Stefan El Sharawi went there for like a couple of years, massively yeah. overpaid, but a Came name back. That, yeah, and but and like a name that like didn't like piss people off to see go to like a small like it was weird but like it wasn't like yeah but it was big enough too that it was interesting you know yeah i feel like if they just signed conte it it might be like oh okay coming off an injury maybe wants to go somewhere else make some money two-year contract yeah but like don't sign a ballon d'or it's wild guy i mean that's wild to a team and it's just there's not enough going there he actually brought the ballon d'or to uh his Mm. debut did you guys see that did not Presented it to the whole stadium and everything. Oh, like his intro, not like his debut. Like or not debut. Sorry, you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the intro. Say, like he played. Yeah, the already. season actually Jeez, started Jesus last week. Lord. So if you guys aren't keeping up yet, no. But even in that sense, like kind of to move to like the messy thing, I don't like the messy one. I don't have a problem with. Maybe that's like a little North America thing, but like I don't have a problem with it because clearly this is like a sort of retirement tactic by Messi. I I think he just kind of wanted the little experience and that he's probably going to head out well like, i think a retirement tactic would be taking all the money it was over a billion dollars he was off true yeah, he said it wasn't about obviously it's not about money if you're not accepting that yeah but i feel like no but even in his contract like he has ownership stakes at the end of this he's getting part he of the does, adidas yeah. deal the i think apple deal yeah it? he gets yeah he gets royalties from that he has well, he has a lot going for him in the u.s though and i think he also chose the fact that the mls is 
a more intriguing option as far as the football goes and as far as yeah it's an easier place to build your brand still around soccer like even when he's gone beyond the game people remember cristiano ronaldo as the guy who went to to the saudi league and messi could be a david beckham like david beckham was to la yeah no one yeah. no one mentions thierry henry i like i don't even think the, i don't i don't think anyone mentions david beckham as an la galaxy guy no and like like for example same with zlatan like zlatan the, his time at la like it was flashy but like it wasn't seen as like a core of his career i don't think it'll be seen as a core with ronaldo either like in saudi but i for some reason i see that as more of like a damper to someone's kind of legacy and career than i do with the mls maybe that's like bias again yeah no i'm I, sorry i disagree with you i'm saying beckham is like one of the greatest la galaxy players of all they have a statue of him like he was loved in that city oh yeah but like i i don't like when i think of david beckham i don't picture him playing the galaxy. Oh, I think that was like a crucial part of his career. Really? Yeah. I think of completely. Milan. To be honest, when I think of him, I think of just all of his European success rather than that. Yeah, yeah fair. I mean, He's you been know, on United, like, every, like big clubs. So. Madrid. Yeah, like I. Th- PSG. I, I just I see, I see the MLS as like kind of like a calming finish to people's like legacies and stuff. But what? I think it kind of cement like you can come to the MLS and like. It dominate like Beckham like Henri like Henri th- standing on the post like that's one of the most iconic celebrations of all time and it was in the MLS Zlatan he didn't necessarily enjoy his time in the MLS but he blew out the MLS like you can come here as your retirement and still find incredible success well yeah to be fair those are some phenomenal footballers well it's also yeah. like you said but so earlier, is Cristiano right? Ronaldo true but so is Benzema that's why it, though that's why I wish those guys chose yeah, exactly. a better competition well yeah it's also like you said yeah exactly like it's like you said earlier Mike like it's already an established league and they actually do work on bringing talent out of the league, Dude, like yeah, Canada and America. Like they're working on development and it's everything like that. It's so different from yeah, the Saudi league. Yeah, it, it. I like what you said, where it's established because it is. But bringing people like Messi over will establish it beyond North America, and I think that's a great. That's such an ideal partnership for both sides. Where do you guys think it ranks worldwide? The MLS. Yeah, uh, I just saw something of this. There was like a picture that was like a kind of consensus thing done i think they had mls 10th 10th best in the world as a league Ooh. okay what do we got premier league they had they actually La they Liga, had the mls above Bundesliga, they had it above Liga, the mexican league syria they had it ab- i think they had the mls above the turkish league which i thought was interesting i thought that one was about turkey Ooh. i thought that one was wrong i think it should have been lower yeah, than turkey Super League. but they had it above maybe that's just like a matter of names but they had it 10th which i think around 10th is actually Portugal. fair for when you consider the quality of players, I think around tenth is actually not that. Yeah, bad. they. You know what? They do invest a lot of money into it, and yeah, tenth. I, I can I see think, around ten. I think the MLS invests money right too. I think, like, I mean, I mentioned this one. I don't really know who it is, but I mentioned this one before, um, like we started recording or whatever. Uh, FC Cincinnati is about to sign a striker named yeah. like Aaron Bupenza, mm-hmm. who very small name. But they're signing him for seven million, and he was like a very, very good scorer in the Saudi league. Gabon, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're si- like the MLS is signing guys that will slowly but surely build out the quality of their league, which and uh, once again I respect more than Saudi because I haven't seen the Saudi league sign that many guys that like are gonna increase the quality of their league that isn't like increasing it sevenfold. Yeah. I guess technically you do have to start from somewhere, but I I agree. I'm, I I do agree with you. I don't necessarily believe that. Um, I mean, starting starting from somewhere and signing Benzema are two very yeah. different things. <laughs> yeah, that is very different. <laughs> very true. Uh, but no, I don't I don't see that league, and honestly, a decade from now, being a top ten, close to even competing. 
I could still see it signing players for a ridiculous amount of money, but yeah. Let me even like I'm looking at the Inter Miami teams because I didn't really know it off the top of my head, obviously, but um, even like the fact that Joseph Martinez is a striker for Inter Miami right now. That's a guy who had success in this area and has had m- much, much success in the MLS with like Atlanta and such. Mm-hmm. And like that's a quality name in itself to have um, like Messi go up top with. Like it's it's a better quality name than Benzema is going to see at El Idihad. And keep in mind that's also on the team that's 15th in their conference in the MLS. Like that's they're one of the worst teams this year and they have these names that aren't really that bad. I just I don't know. I think the MLS's project is more intriguing um obviously they can't offer the money of saudi arabia but i think it's the option that is far more respected and should be far more respected maybe that's a little rude of me but no i, I don't think there's any question about that i don't to know to be honest I, I i just i don't like their project i don't i don't know i'm not going to turn on a saudi game pretty much is what i'm saying at the end of all of this not if you get uh benzema versus ronaldo no yeah, that also doesn't do it for me anymore. Well, I mean, Benzema versus Ronaldo, they're going to be on opposite ends of the uh, the field against guys that I can't name. Yeah. And if Ryan kind of can't name them, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a very valid point because I should be able to. I got Hagazi, and that is it for me. Jeez. I, I don't know. I mean, Real Mourinho, I think that's a guy on Al Ihad. Well, now that I we're on Messi, how do, like, how do we feel about Messi going to MLS? What are your first initial thoughts? I, I, I liked the move, personally. I, th- I think he was pretty much done with PSG. I don't. He's kind of fallen out of his prime. I know he's racking up still stats or whatever, just came off a World Cup, but you could see the decline already. I think he'll, I think he'll actually adapt pretty well to the MLS, too. I think he'll, he'll, he'll do pretty good. It is pretty funny to, point at, like, to say that Messi is falling out of his prime when he was 16 goals, 16 assists, and 32 appearances in the league mm-hmm. this year. But like it is. sounds, yeah, it <laughs> sounds stupid to say, but like it's not wrong. It totally is. Like four goals, that four assists, wild. and seven Champions League appearances, and then sixteen and sixteen in Liga, and he's going to the MLS. Yeah, I think that also says a lot about PSG and like where he saw that team. He, I don't think he saw that team ever winning the Champions League. He also I don't actually think I see that team ever winning. No. Yeah, he also said he was super unhappy there. Yeah, you could tell. I, you could and see with Neymar, if, too. Yeah, and that impacts your play as well. So I'm excited to see if he's happy with Inter-Miami, what that could Personally, mean for his play. I don't think people should expect too much out of this. No, you're going to go see Messi. You want to see him hit a free kick. You want to see him score yeah. a goal. And Yeah. I know, don't he's like there more of an ambassador at this point, but I actually think he could do pretty well. I think he could. I think it just comes down to the fact that because even like last episode we talked about um, like Insigne's problems with TFC and how yeah. there might have been like a lack of interest and stuff like that in playing there. I think Messi could be the same thing because he was already but showing. But like Messi, but even Messi day, not trying that much. It's no, such a agreed. different. Oh, agreed. But like Messi was like showing. Oh, sorry. Messi was showing like a lack of interest towards his end of like PSG time. Like he was, he went on that. What do you say? You went, where do you go on a trip where you like apologized? Saudi? Yeah, because he took a meeting there or something. Yeah, he went there and like he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, like, yeah. The apology he really wasn't that sincere. Care, he didn't, no, yeah, he he didn't, didn't care. give a S. He literally said, I thought we had the day off. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed on, to use bro. that word. What word am I allowed to use on this? I said he didn't give an S. H-I. I think Anyways. we're allowed one um, swear word. I'm just going to okay. take a guess. Okay. It is good. still clean. Uh, I'll keep it clean. <laughs> um, 
Well, anyway, he didn't give an S about that. I don't think his apology was sincere. So if that mentality is coming over to the MLS, I think maybe he'll just kind of show up, get paid, obviously still be messy because end of the day, Lionel Messi going up against an MLS quality left back or center back or right back, wherever he plays. Yeah. There's a clear discrepancy. Yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> it'll be really fun to watch, to yeah. be honest. Uh, but yeah, I, I do agree with you, though. I don't think expect Messi prime level. No, you're not going to get like Ancada Messi highlights. <laughs> no, it's it <laughs> going up against like Brad Johnson at left back for minnesota or something i don't know if that's a real person, i think it, i think it though it, it is great for north american sports too oh like absolutely just, no, it's just so to good. see somebody of that quality and, and of that stardom uh, on a global scale like north america we, we do have like pretty big players you know but you know lebron james is pretty much global but, but then i guess Lionel messi is the epitome of superstardom absolutely saying that i guess could you say the same thing for saudi though Maybe this what? is like an attempt to get soccer bigger as a push there. Well, that is that's the yeah, whole that, goal. Yeah, that is what they're doing. They're trying the to get the twenty thirty World Cup. No, yeah. but like I mean, like I mean, like actually, like play wise, like do you think this is their attempt to try to make soccer like a main sport that you kind of grow up trying to become like professional at? No, it seems more like touristy, you know. I think it seems well. They they also like come from a different perspective than North America. Like they. True. If they're like, hey, let's make a good league. Like, we can splash $100 million on N'Golo Conte. Not a problem. Like, it's it's just so different from where each side is coming from. I agree. I don't know. I think uh, they have a thing their own going. I think the MLS's thing is far more interesting and will be more enjoyable to watch. Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, that's not all on the transfer front. Front. Wow, all right. We'll, we'll be uh, diving gosh. into uh, Jude Bellingham's potential move to Madrid. That was a real dominance move. Just <laughs> like that. That's our host, baby. Will the young oh sensation gosh. swap the yellow wall for the bright lights of the Spanish capital? Well, didn't he already? Uh, is it confirmed? Confirmed? I, I think, think they agreed to personal terms, right? I think it's done. No, he's already done his medical and everything. It's he confirmed. did his medical. There you go. I think, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he's like fully, fully there. Yeah, I think that was pretty obvious that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, was it announced, though? Yeah, I nice. believe so. I know they said they did his... I think I got the Fabrizio Romano. Here we go. It's over. Yeah, Here we sure. go. Which, I mean, uh, it, phenomenal signing. Oh, oh amazing incredible. signing. I mean, obviously, it's $100 million, So, you'd, yeah, you'd hope it's an amazing signing at $100 million, kinda but like, I almost wish he went to United to have the Holland Bellingham in Manchester. Mm. Like, that'd be such a great That therapy. would be really cool. Be but, dope. I mean, his quality is Real Madrid. Like, him beside Modric, Modric in that uh, midfield would be insane. Yeah. They have such quality midfielders. They do. Uh, what do you think they Madrid. do with the midfield now? Like, do you think it'll just be Modric, Cruz, and... No, I think they're I they're do. moving Modric and Cruz out. I think Camavinga. But, I mean, Modric, I think, is going to start. Yeah, Camavinga will start. He's going to get a prominent role in there soon. Yeah. He deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah, they're and playing him like fullback, and he's yeah, looking great. He also said he hates playing fullback, so I don't think he'll be playing there much longer. I mean, yeah, obviously he doesn't want to, but like he looked really good. He did look good. Like in the yeah. time that he was there, I was, I honestly didn't even know that was an option until like I saw him doing it, and I was like, okay. I, I feel like it's mm-hmm. so funny whenever like, uh, and this is even just like playing at like a youth level. It's like, oh man, I don't ever play this guy. It's like, okay, fullback, here you go. Like they always just end up fullback, and then they, and then eventually they get back to their natural position. Actually, sorry, I'm going to push this little um, America has good things going on okay. agenda a little farther and we'll return to it just because nope. I was just scrolling to Twitter and I saw this. <laughs> scrolling to Twitter. Oh, my God, I'm 45. Wow. Grandma. Um, 
Benfica today signed an American center back named Josh Winder from Louisville City. Yeah, I saw that. And it's the first million-dollar transfer for the USL Championship. It's incredible. Is pretty dope. The USL Championship? Yeah, it's like the league, like, essentially lower than the MLS. Is that the equivalent of, like, the CPL for the States? Uh, No, I'd probably say it's the equivalent of, like, the EFL Championship oh, okay. in England. But, like, that's legit, dude. That is. That's An American really dude to Benfica, too. Like, $1.2 million with add-ons and a sell-on clause. He's a young kid going to Benfica out of Louisville City, which, quite honestly, didn't even know that was a club. I just wanted to put that in because I think that proves that North America is doing really, really big things. And this MLS project is working out really, really well for the country. Anyways. I mean, dude, there's such an obvious one. Literally Canada's best player, Alfonso Davies, started with the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yep. Yeah. And I then mean, now Louisville City is a little smaller than the Vancouver Whitecaps. No, of course. But we're talking about North American well, talent. Yeah, I guess and in Canada, though. Especially at that True. time, it was pretty, pretty wild. Um, um, sorry, go, to go back to Bellingham, do you guys yeah, think yeah, that price <laughs> tag, what do you think about that? It's to be expected. It's now. pretty standard now, yeah. So he's the third player over a hundred million. Can you guess the other two? Nope. Neymar. Uh, Bobby Madrid. Oh, Bobby oh, Madrid. Uh, um, Bale. Bale won. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Who the hell else was so over? Ren- not Ronaldo, is it? Twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Who was over? A- twenty nineteen. Oh, uh, is it Hazard? It's Hazard. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was flop. He could go uh, two ways, guys. Yeah, I forgot about that Man, one. Man, that's a crazy. Wow, I, mean, really I should have known that. Gareth Bale, I mean, people didn't really like him at the end of his year, but I loved him on Madrid, man. He Dude, was incredible. Gareth Bale, technical ability-wise, I've always stood by this, is one of the greatest footballers I've ever yeah. watched in my life. I 100% agree with you. But he could go two ways. He could go the Eden Hazard way, or he could go the Gareth Bale way. But he's 19 years old. To be fair, I think the Eden Hazard way was just a very, very unfortunate, unfortunate series of events. events yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do we think he will do well? Oh, absolutely. We think it's a good. I, like I, I don't think you can deny it's not. It's a bad transfer for them. But going into La Liga, from I think Birmingham to Borussia. I think there's also a difference that should be accounted for, because as Eden Hazard your expectation is that you're going to show up there mm-hmm. and you're going to get goals and assists. And when that doesn't happen, it immediately looks horrible. Bellingham, no one's expecting him in 38 games to put up 20 goals like they were expecting Hazard. They're expecting a quality midfielder that moves mm-hmm. the ball well and presses really well at the same time while having a, like a strong defensive game, which statistically there's not too much to hate on for that position. So like he'd have to really flop like, you got what I mean? No, I get yeah. what you're saying. Oh, yeah, I know. Midfielders at that price, it just seems like it's harder. Like, it seems like it's, like, the hardest position to, like, really flop at a price tag for. Yeah. Like, even Van Dyke, uh, like, Liverpool, like, the 80 million thing. Like, as a center back, if you get dribbled by it, it gives people reason to hate on you. Yeah, 100%. As, like, a striker, if you, you don't let score. it happen that one season. <laughs> dude, that was legit. Dude. That, that was, was crazy. Yeah, season. that was... Um, insane. Yeah, but like goalkeeper, you let in goals, bad transfer. Center back, you get tri- like dribbled by, like uh, often. Bad I don't know. Transfer. You can tell though when a midfield is pretty bad. You can absolutely, but I think it's, I think it, you get cut more slack. I think it's easier to recover. You yeah, I mean? there's more options to do more things. So if you're falling behind, you have a better opportunity. Well, especially him I as a box to box. 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I think Real Madrid they have really plenty for their future. I think they just need uh, somebody up top, and, yeah. and then they'll continue their winning ways, man. But uh, let's move on from another Englishman to an Irishman, Declan Rice. Oh yeah, he is Irish, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was weird. That kind of confused my brain for a second. Um, <laughs> so he's pretty much confirmed he's uh, leaving. W- well, it is confirmed it he's is leaving confirmed, West Ham. Yeah. Uh, the three biggest. Uh, Rumors we have right now are Bayern Munich, That's my Manchester United, and Arsenal. He has said that he does not want to leave London, so Arsenal right now are the favorites. What do you guys think, and where do you think he'll go? My favorite fit is Bayern Munich, but Ooh, I, don't, why? I don't think he'll leave England. What, him and Kimmich? On, uh, on the I, I think they're going to get rid of Kimmich. I think I think Kimmich is on his so? way out. Yeah, I think he, I think Declan Rice naturally has a very good build for German football. He's like a big. Yeah, body. I actually hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, he's a big body defensive midfielder that moves the ball well. Which first of all, like, is, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not a German thing because they have like Kimmich and stuff. But usually, like, they like their defensive midfielders to just be like strong and kind of mm-hmm. a center back in front of the back line. But he offers like a ton that I think would work beautifully in a Bayern Munich system. It's also what they're sort of missing right now. Yeah. And I mean, English players don't go abroad that much. So no. I kind of love I mean, to see I'm it. always rooting for that. I loved when Trippier went to uh, Atletico. Yeah, and Bellingham and Borussia. Bellingham and Borussia. There's, like, there's, there's not that many examples Central. of it, but I do like seeing it happen. And I think Declan, uh, like as a fit, I also saw him. Like there was an edited picture of him in a Bayern Munich kit, like a couple of days ago. That I saw, and I thought it looked pretty <laughs> it looked really cool. So they're preparing yeah. to <laughs> offer eighty-five million. Bayern, yeah. Arsenal is prepared to offer a hundred, no? Yeah, I think it was na- uh, northwards of ninety. The only thing that makes me think it won't happen is I don't know what Bayern Munich offers that could intrigue him it'd have to be a lot more money and their bid right now is lower so yeah but like even like on like a personal term like who is at Bayern Munich that like Declan would want to go like unite with or something like that Mm -hmm. rather than staying like his home country with Arsenal or United yeah which is why like what you're saying you see United and if the Mason Mount rumors are true then obviously he would probably want to go to United and I mean that Casemiro Declan Rice yeah oh my gosh dude that's Oof. I kind of hope it happens for that reason. Uh, I think he does fit, though, besides Bayern. Like, I just love to see him in Bayern. I think he fits there, but uh, I, mean, I think it's what Arsenal need. It is. And I think that would be probably one of the best signings Arsenal has probably made in the past decade. Yeah. I mean, I they think could really pull it off. I think having. I, I'm not going to say I dissed like Thomas Party, but I'm also not going to say I like Thomas Party. I think he's a superstar. No, and I think having Declan Rice to step in in front of yeah. him and kind of have Party as this little second option could be beneficial for that whole squad. Yeah. And he's just Declan Rice, so obviously Arsenal should want him. I mean, Jack, I kind of have it a redeeming season, but with him gone, I think he it's such a incredible upgrade. Yeah. I, like, I don't think there's one that I can see happening more than the other. I think I, I see Manchester United happening the most. Me too. Uh, me too. I, uh, me too. But like, I think he fits better elsewhere. Yeah, and I, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's pros and cons to every destination for him. Um, I don't think there's a wrong choice. I think he's one of those players that wherever he goes, he will have his impact. Um, but I'm also, I'm I'm just more so intrigued to see how it unfolds. Yeah, like I, I think if he really does want to stay in London, he'll probably go to to Arsenal. 
Yeah, but like, I don't know. He's rich. It's not like he's gonna have a hard time getting back to London whenever he wants. <laughs> no, <true>. but <laughs> also you're, <laughs> when you're picking, connected. especially when you're 24 years old, you you want to pick for the future too, right? That's true. I don't know. I, I like. I don't really think I'm like too nitpicky on that transfer saga. Mm-hmm. I think it's just where he goes, he'll succeed, and kind of so forth, so far. What am I saying? Onwards. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just a fantastic player. So yeah, he'll, I think he'll succeed. He'll succeed wherever he goes. I will say um, one transfer I know absolutely nothing about is this Manuel Ugarte guy. Yeah, he was uh, Liverpool was trying to get him. Everybody was in on him. Yeah, PSG. I don't know really anything about him. <laughs> no, I, it beats me, man. I never really watched him, uh, much of him, but he, he seemed to be touted by everybody. Yeah, it kind of just seemed like a couple clubs were like, this guy's really good, and then the bigger clubs heard, and they're like, we and want And they just him. all started pitching. Like it, it, it went wild. And it was like one week that it happened. Like Which it was just one week. Every English team was involved, and then, oh, PSG are actually going to get this guy right at the end. Yeah, that kind of leads me to believe that maybe he's like not up to the hype that he's getting. <laughs> I guess we'll see, right? Yeah, like, it seems like everyone just kind of went in on him. But, yeah, that's a very random one. Um, so far, I will say that the greatest deal in the summer that you're going to like talking about is uh, Alexis McAllister. Yeah. That is a ridiculous price tag in pay up. The release was 35. Before. It was rumored around 60, 65. But holy crap, that what a, a steal. steal for a player. How do you feel about it? Give me a whole rundown. Uh, I think it's exactly what we're missing. Um, you know, he's, he's he plays quick. He's uh, he's a good teammate. He makes space. He can manipulate the ball. He's got great first touches. He, I mean, he's genuinely the perfect player that we need. And he's young, and he's gonna wear ten, so it'll be good. I d- I, I think it really depends on who we put beside him. Yeah, but, like uh, it's it's pretty good. In the classic Klopp system, like even the four three three that you're running this past year, where do you think he slides in? Do you think maybe he takes like the old Firmino role and plays no. as kind of the striker I mean, but sits back does, in a false though. nine? I could see him as a false nine. Yeah, but I think they're going to try to play like they're actually going to play Gakpo, Darwin, L- L- uh, Diaz, and Salah. Like that's going to be the front. I don't mind the idea. You might play a Cam. Maybe. I don't. I don't mind the idea of McAllister as like a false nine with like Gakpo and Salah on the sides because yeah. of their finishing abilities, that they can move in and kind of act as like a striker. Both that's of them. That. But that's sort of the issue that that, w- that we have with like Diaz too. Like McAllister, like the biggest thing about him is his decision making isn't great. Yeah. And if you want to put two of those players sort of like right, put one one up, one behind each other, then it it's not. I don't see that actually working. But, I mean, he's so good at operating within space that he can make a lot of chances for other people. So, I don't see. It's weird because he, he would be a perfect Bobby swap, but I think they're going to want to put him more back. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't work. I, I think he, he's played there for, like, Argentina stuff before. I don't think he works as an additional winger in the Liverpool system right now. I don't think that makes really any sense. No, I don't think that's what they'll um, do with him. But I do like the false nine idea. And then if he wants to kind of fall back into the midfield – um, if that's the case, weirdly, I like Tiago as an option to move the ball forward better. Still, I can't trust him, man. I know, I but don't I like even know if he'll be a Liverpool player this summer. That's true, but if he stays, I mean, that's that's I don't know, kind of. I don't know. Weird. Let's just resign uh, Arthur. See what he's like. See what he's all about. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, 
I mean, I love the, I love the transfer. I'm curious to see what happens. I think he will do good in club system. I just think we have a bunch of random pieces that I don't know. Like, I I still don't understand the the Gakpo. Like, I like Gakpo a lot. I just don't understand that signing. And Diaz is just I can't stand Diaz. But I'm gonna fully out our other host here, Daniel Remos. He has to take a quick pee, so we're going to take a small break, and then you're just going to hear us come right back off the top. We'll be right back. <laughs> the Kickaboot. All right, and we are back. Dan, how you feeling? Much better. Thanks for taking the break, guys. All right. Before the break, we were talking about McAllister and where he fits into Jurgen Klopp's system. Well, we were a bit unsure, and we still are, and we won't be until next season. But frankly, anyway, that's Klopp's decision. <laughs> all we know is he's going to be a great attacking midfield, and he's incredible in the final third. So we'll see what happens if he can fit. Uh, I think he will, and I'm really, really excited to see what happens. One thing I want to ask you, just out of my own personal interest, go for it. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't know I needed permission. Um, being a Liverpool fan, yar. Now that yar, now that McAllister is completed, what else do you think needs to be done? I uh, need another midfielder. Uh, depends if we're where we're gonna move Trent, and I would like another center back. But I mean, we know what happened that was wrong last year, and it was Van Dyke, and it was basically our whole defense crumbling, and we were getting our attackers used to a new system. So, but I think we're fine in the attack right now. I think we might want to boost up our bench a bit. See some like I don't want to lose lot of people but i think if we move trent to the mid then a right back would be necessary and then i'm gonna shift it over to good old daniel here what's up um with the rumors around gundagon possibly going somewhere gundagon um, gundagon I, I don't know i say gundagon i've already said gundagon but i could be wrong i think no i think gundagon, okay? I think gundagon. gundagon is right but i like saying gundagon because it just sounds funny and he's okay. gone um, he's going anyways. to barcelona yeah, with that, with that whole thing happening, and then apparently there's talks of Mares going to Saudi as well. Um, is there anything you feel Manchester City need, or do you think, I mean, they're just that good? That well, I think we talked about the first one. Right? Yeah, they just... Uh, well, I mean, I'm just touching on the fact. Uh, well, with it, losing that, the midfielders. Gone, gone, yeah. Well, they already just agreed <laughs> gone, gone. Uh, <laughs> in terms of transfer rumors again. They actually just agreed on personal terms with uh, Kovacic. Yeah, I love that. I love that fit. That's a great replacement, I feel like. Nah, we're good. Now that we did that, like I feel like they're fine with what they did. Yeah, I think you guys um, need a goalie, but yeah. I mean, you're also just one of the deepest. You're you probably are the deepest club in the yeah. world. Yeah, definitely the deepest club in the world. No, I think no you doubt. You can get a, another center back too to go along Diaz. Did you say Gundogan's going to Barcelona? I believe Supposedly, that's yeah. The oh, I saw he was linked to Milan, but I guess now that Maldini is yeah. gone, that's not really a thing anymore. Dude, that's a huge problem. I think um, ah, move, it's so disappointing. you move Stones up to like a more central defensive midfielder and you sign another center back. Like, like you guys are rumored for Gavardiol, right? I believe so, yeah. I think that'd be a great signing too. Gavardiol's sick, dude. He's incredible, that man. Guy's I, would, I would love if Liverpool could sign him. But What's his price tag right now? Do you guys know? It's got to be high, dude. Yeah. That guy is... 65, maybe 75? I actually want to go back. I wanted to touch on that uh, Maldini thing there yeah, uh, I think Milan is about to get back into their banter era because I would not say that too far off yeah because you know their whole resurgence recently has been under the Maldini project mm -hmm. when Zlatan got there and now they're losing both in the same season um, a lot of the star players on Milan were there because of Maldini I know there's already been like confirmed reports that like 
Leao, uh, Hernandez, and Magic Mike are just... I mean, they're all bigger than the club at that point. Yeah, they're not and happy. it's AC Milan. It's, like, it's just, oh, man, it's, I, I think they're going to go back to mediocrity. And yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, it's going to come crashing down. It's unfortunate, yeah. but that's just, in my opinion, that's a boneheaded move. Um, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. And, Dude, like, I, I do project. find it funny that, like, Leao was willing to extend... And as soon as Maldini got let go, he's probably not willing to extend anymore. Yeah. Like, Maldini had a very good hold over that club. He did, man. That they, all the players respected him. Yeah, and the fact that they, like, just ungraciously let that go, I don't really understand why. I don't understand. Apparently, there was, like, a really... I don't know what the context was, but apparently there was a really heated meeting. And then, yeah, like, but, like, boyfriends and girlfriends have heated arguments. No, of course. You can't let that guy go. Up. That's like a massive mistake. He, there was actually saying. talks that he was going to bring Pirlo back to the club um, mm-hmm. in a managerial role. Yeah. That would have been... Guys, I, that's so disappointing <laughs> that this did not happen, man. Just crazy. Dude, I, 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 I don't get how you can go from the success that they were having to just dumping the legend of your club that was pretty much responsible for getting you to that point. Yeah, man, they, like, they just won the Scudetto, like, what, like, two years ago or last no, year? last year, dude. Last year, last year, and then they made it to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, like, yeah, I, that's semifinals, so good. Semifinals, quarters. They played oh, yeah. in the semis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, they're a really good, like, club on kind of, like, the resurgence, his- and, like, historic as well, mm-hmm. and you dump it. And I'm sorry, he may be, like, an okay manager, but, like, their success recently is not because of Pioli. No, it's not because of Pioli. It's because of higher than Pioli. Yeah. Pioli I, is, I is a yes man. I I, th- I think he's going to stick around for a bit. Um, I don't think it's going to go well without Maldini, though. Not to take – I don't want to take anything away from him. He's still he's still done a, done a job, but he's a bit of a yes man. So Yeah. Well, um, I think we wrapped up most of our transfers here, so let's get into something a little more Italian. Last oh. but certainly not least, oh we'll be taking a deep dive into the spaghetti? thrilling world of the Champions League. Oh, With the number of Italians teams, Italian teams making it to the finals this year, will Inter Milan be the team to successfully seize no. a trophy? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I Break it down. Tell me why. It's one game. I understand that part. But there is such a quality discrepancy right yeah. now between those two sides yeah like it's not even like that much but for like a champions league final it's a lot i would say name one yeah i don't think you could name one player in any position that's better on inter milan no but inter is uh, also not a club to like laugh about no no, no i think, I think they're good club. but like, i think it's more i think it's the just fact that chelsea was a champions league team a couple years ago no it's gonna feel like liverpool tottenham like it's, yeah, it's not going to be a but I an mean interesting like match. Chelsea a couple years ago was definitely not the better team either, and it's like you said, Ryan. It's one game. Yeah, but I almost thought that was more uh, closer, or that was closer than than this. More closer. Than whatever this is going <laughs> like, this is going to be. It's going to be one nothing at half is my prediction, and then maybe two three goals in the second half once City realize oh it's over. It's yeah. It's a very interesting contrast too because. Um, Inter system is one that will probably aim to make the game as non-appealing as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love like the, the it's Italian dude, football. They have Denzel Dumfries going down their right wing as like their only like that. If that doesn't say enough about like the way they play, 
Like that guy's fast, but he is like six foot three and built like an NFL linebacker, <laughs> and he's on their right wing like flank. They they're a very counterattack heavy team with Barella in the midfield. Yeah, they sit back a lot because they do have a strong defense, but I don't know if their defense is strong enough to stop what they have coming at them in a Champions League final format. So in that sense, I agree that the one nil. It's essentially, if Inter scores first, all hell could break loose because that is going to be the most setback yeah, defensive be, game ever. Which I, I, there's something about Man City when they actually face that that they can break through it. Like it's, it's that's what I'm wild. saying. But I think that that for a neutral perspective, you want Inter Milan to score first, and then you just want to watch the game. For to, to me personally, it's a shame that the, sorry to cut you off. It's a shame that like the semis couldn't have been. Like City and Inter, and then Real and AC Milan, or something, and then have whoever wins those in the final. Well, I don't know. You say yeah. that, and then they kicked Real Madrid's bum. Yeah, <laughs> but like, still, I mean, I would rather. It's an interesting road to a final. It, yeah. It's. I don't think they it lessens just, it at all. But no, it, but Inter didn't beat anyone. Yeah, I, I like. I feel like I'm <laughs> hating on them a lot, and I don't mean to. No, but, but that seems it like was a, like that half of the table was pretty boring. Dude, it, they, it's they not an Inter. uncommon take. Like the Italian sides didn't really have intense competition. Dude, no. Inter literally beat. I would have loved to see Milan. Napoli in this position. Yeah, Milan. Yeah, but Napoli's though. not deep enough either. No, Napoli but had a they, really good season. But they had a good season to rely on. They were on flying it. high, man. They were. They they would still be on a high. But like, not to discredit Portuguese clubs, but Inter literally beat two Portuguese clubs and then AC Milan. They had the group of death to be fair to them. I believe, in the beginning, I think they did. Yeah, it was. But Liverpool, I think, was in there. I don't know, but like they had a very strong group. But beyond that point, it's not a road that's anything comparable to Man City's. No, um, it's not, not, not a all. road that you'd imagine for a Champions League finalist. It's almost like Man City had a, an incredible run up to this point, and now it's their easiest, uh, one of their yeah. easiest matches. That's what's so like it's just kind weird. of scary about it. Yeah, it, they. I mean, they could city. They could do a Man City and just. Yeah. But Inter could also it. enter. All they need is yeah, I mean, exactly. if, if Latoro. I don't. I'm not a huge Latoro Martinez fan. I think he's very overpriced and overrated. But he has these times where he has like these little strokes of brilliance. Yeah, yeah he has quality to him. All, of course. All he needs is just one of those, and next thing you know, that game is cracked wide open. What about Jeco, man? Uh, do you think he's starting? No. No. No, I think. Uh, you think Lukaku starts over him? Yes. You think so? I don't know how they'll start it, but I don't think Jekyll offers you what you need at the beginning of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's honestly neither of them. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Latour Martinez and like Joaquin Correa. Yeah, fair. Um, I think they're going to... There's been a lot of hype about Lukaku in the past couple weeks. There has, but that's just because of transfers. That's because no one knows where he's going to be next season. Yeah. But I I feel like it's even from the team. But I mean, Jekko return would be pretty fun. That would be like very. It'd be very like it'd be a story, I guess. It'd be like, f- fun, but for like their own zero state. zero ninety fifth minute. Yeah, that's Jekko what I'm scared of. Corner. That is what I'm terrified of. Milan yeah, his old team. I mean, if that game gets to the point of being zero zero in the ninetieth, I'll be shocked. I think it'll be. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I think it'll I be four nothing at seventy five. I'm not even gonna say that. I just think there will be goals. I just don't want to be too cocky with City, um, going into this. Nah, man, I, be cocky. No, nah, I can't, dude. I've been there before. 
and I still have nightmares about. Enter has a lot of good things going for him. Still have nightmares about Benzema and uh, and Casemiro <laughs> laughing at <laughs> halftime. So I I don't want to go into a game cocky ever again because I I just think it's gonna. I don't know. It's bad. It's bad karma. You just can't do it. Can't do it. You got to respect the opponent. You well, know? then, Mike, you and I can talk about it. I think they have every reason <laughs> to be confident. Oh, yeah. They're good. <laughs> like, I, I can't name a part of the pitch that Inter Milan will actually be better at them than, like, every single aspect of that field will be completely covered by Man City. Yeah, I, I, think I can still give analysis like that, of course. Like, the, like, they're the better team in every fashion of the game. Like, no question. What's your prediction, Dan? Oh, he's not going to say <laughs> I can't do that. Say it. I can't say it. do that. Say it. Okay, fine. Two nothing city. Two nothing. Yeah. I do. I will say I'm gonna give Inter's midfield a lot of credit, um, just because I think led by Barella. Yeah. They actually they yeah. they shut down midfields exceptionally. If I'm well. Liverpool, that's who I want. They got Kalinoglu though. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, dude, but Kalinoglu does the job well. No, I'm just being a Milan fan. That's just my inner. Oh, Milan okay. Fan fair enough. Fan. Fair enough. We got beef with the guy. So. Um. No. I like. If there is. In that competition this year, I would say if there is a midfield that's especially good at shutting down other strong midfields, Inters does that job very well. It's just Kevin De Bruyne's on the other side. But I would, uh, I mean, Barella's really good at shadowing. I don't think he can entirely stop De Bruyne, but I think he can do a pretty good job at slowing his pace. Yeah. I think midfield. Yeah. I think the midfield is where that game will be very interesting. Um, yeah, but I, I think City be wins that battle. No, no question. Yeah, I yeah, mean, but I think it'll be the cl- it'll. Ryan's right, though. It'll be a really contested battle. Yes. I think the midfield will be very back and forth. It's just the downside of one side has Holland and whoever the hell they want beside him. Yeah, the other yeah. has probably Latour Martinez and whoever they want beside him. Which, in that sense, I think it makes the most sense to do Correa just because I think they're going to want to mm-hmm. have someone in the way as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But then that limits who you have at the end of the game. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it. It's a very it's a very weird situation to come up against Man City in the final when we're in Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, if, if you're City, do you start uh, Mars or or Bernardo? I think Bernardo. Bernardo right probably. Way. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think Mares is more of the game breaker. Like if you're if nothing's being decided, right? Like a, he honestly, when he gets subbed on, dude, he's incredible. Yeah, he's always impacting. It. I mean, yeah, City should try to keep him, but I don't want him in uh, Saudi. I want him in some other Premier League team. Like, I want to be able to keep watching him, man. He's Dude, he's, he's incredible. glorious to watch. Yeah, he's such he's a great player. Such a good player, man. Underrated by uh, City fans over the years. I've seen a lot yeah. of uh, fans not really appreciate how uh, how how high class he is or whatever, how good he is, man. Oh, he's phenomenal. I'm going to predict City 2-1. Two 2-1? One. Two two one. Yeah. I think it's 4 nothing. <laughs> Mike's going full blowouts. That's ambitious. My prediction. 4 nothing City. I think Inter has a way of kind of keeping their name around, and I think they're going to manage to do so, but I think... Well, who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for an Italian team? Uh, I'm not really rooting for anyone. I'm more so rooting for Man City just for the fact that I think they deserve it more. I don't think it should... Why do they deserve it more? Because Inter didn't finish in the top three of Italy. Yeah, but I thought you were against the Saudi money... No, what are they? UAE? They're Dubai. Dubai. Well, I mean, yeah. no, I like. I said I'm not a fan of it. No, but no, it's I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And and I just, Ryan, you're such a you hypocrite, know, bro. Gosh, <laughs> I realized I haven't made this. You know, a mention to this all episode, which is <laughs> really hard for me. Southampton. Uh, Southampton would then <laughs> have denied 
Man City the quadruple. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. That's pretty. That's that pretty is legal. insane. Uh, that's what a massive club. That's really legit, dude. If what there's a, a reason that Man City doesn't have the quadruple, it's it's Nathan Jones's Southampton side. <laughs> All right, that is uh, our predictions. Uh, will will we be doing a watch along this Saturday? Yes, we will. We, we will. Yeah, me and you for sure. Potentially, we might have Spencer Kloss on. We might have a little, little Kloss Talk Sports. Yeah, so yeah. if you guys are interested in watching the Champions League uh, final, feel free to watch with Dan and Ryan. But until then... Yippee-ki-yay! <laughs> Mother... Uh, we've reached the final whistle of another thrilling episode of the oh. Kickaboot Thank you so much for joining us today on this wild soccer adventure. I hope you've enjoyed our lively discussions, insights, and maybe humorous banter about the beautiful game. Remember, soccer is not just a sport. It's a language that transcends borders and unites us all. So stay connected with us on social media at the Kickaboot on Twitter. Uh, I'm Mike Jose Collins on Twitter. I'm, uh, I always forget this part, Ryan, Ryan Galati one On Twitter. Nice. I think on Twitter. I am at Raptors Vision on Twitter. Yes, uh, you'll continue to share our exciting updates, uh, behind-the-scenes moments, and interact with our incredible soccer community. Shout out Liam Thompson, our number one fan yesterday. I want to express my heartfelt (laughs) gratitude (laughs) to each and every one of you for being a part of this incredible journey. Your support and enthusiasm means the world to us. We really appreciate all the shout-outs that we've been getting, so thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, But until next time, keep your love for soccer alive, keep dreaming big, and keep kicking those goals, both on and off the field. This is Michael J. Collins. Doot-doodaloot-do. Signing off (laughs) from the kick-a-boot. Doot-do. Is that copyrighted? Nah, we're good. We're good. (laughs) See ya.